Welcome to Let's Talk Tourism, the best local tourism podcast to keep your finger on the pulse of our rapidly changing industry. Join your industry expert hosts, Gabby Daniels and Katie Hoken, each Friday morning. Let's Talk Tourism. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Levart. Levart provides website, booking engine and channel management technology to accommodation properties throughout the Asia-Pacific region. Their aim is to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. Levart solutions are easy to implement, simple to use, cost effective and they provide comprehensive support from their client success team based in Australia. Welcome to the Let's Talk Tourism podcast. I'm your host, Katie Hoken. And I'm Gabby Daniels. And today we have with us in the studio, Brendan Flynn, the director of Gold Coast Performance Centre, a premier sporting facility offering accommodation to sporting teams, school groups and other travelling groups located in Runaway Bay. Brendan has spent almost 40 years in the sporting industry. Notably, he has been the CEO for the Australian Paralympics Committee twice for Sydney in 2000 and Salt Lake City in 2002. We are so glad to have you here in the studio today to talk all things sport and tourism. Thanks, Katie and Gabby. It's great to be here. Brendan, you have brought a wealth of experience and vision to the Performance Centre, which has undergone over a $5 million renovation and transformational change since you started in 2013. Are you able to share with us the history of the centre and what it now offers for sport tourism in the region? Sure. We've just had our 20th birthday. Happy Uh, birthday. Yes, it was 20 years young. Um, Look, it was built back 1998, 1999 by an American uh, philanthropist called Chuck Feeney. And obviously at that stage, uh, the person in my role was the famous Ron Clark. Yeah, right. And so they wanted to build this facility that uh, would um, bring athletes, you know, into Queensland, you know, in particular the Gold Coast. And so Chuck uh, built it, spent $36 million on it. Uh, 2010 decided to move on. Uh, he then sold it to the state government. Right. Uh, the Department of Education took over. So we are, you know, run by the Department of Education. Uh, Chuck then gave the, the the proceeds of the sale, $36 million, to the Mater Children's Hospital oh, you know, wow. in, in Brisbane. He's actually given away over $7 billion to charities, you know, and, uh, which, which is amazing. So, yeah, 20 years, you know, and 20 years ago, um, I was actually here at the centre because at that stage I was the CEO of the Australian Paralympic Committee. So before the Sydney Olympics and Paralympics, most of the final camps were here on the Gold Coast. Oh, really? And 20 years later, here I am. <laughs> and so, you know, the, the progression has been really interesting. You know, 2010, um, I moved in in 2013, and to, and to say we were on our legs, we were really on our legs. You know, um, being owned by the Department of Education, a lot of educational government money goes to schools. Yes. And so we really aren't a school. And so it took time for us to, um, to build the centre. It took time for the culture of an organisation that I wanted to, to run to, um, to improve. Mm. And, uh, and, you know, we gradually, you know, year by year, back in the early days, um, you know, the centre is a community centre as well. So we have over 2,500 members that, that come into the centre. Um, so we had to marry, you know, all those attributes, yeah, right. including uh, we have an educational component. We have an educational component and, um, and a commercial component. And so, Brendan, the centre is made up of, so there's a swimming pool, a running track, accommodation, you've got commercial, so allied health services on site. 
What have I missed? <laughs> You've missed <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you, you, how, catering. Can, how long do we have? <laughs> a, a cafe. I'm trying to. I'm trying to walk through the property. <laughs> How many points did she get? <laughs> she, she nearly got them all right. So we obviously have now the um, um, internationally accredited hockey pitch. Of right. course. Uh, for the for the Commonwealth Moth Games. Games. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> had... Um, how did I forget that one? Yeah, how did you forget that, Gabby? Uh, obviously our beach volleyball. Yes. So, you know, a lot of money. In, in fact, there is a quarter of a million dollars of sand still on our centre as a beach volleyball training That's facility. That's right, the training facility. You know, that we have the 50-metre outdoor pool, the 20-metre indoor pool, um, obviously the Allied Health, um, a 650-square-metre gym, uh, different exercise rooms for yoga, Pilates, spin, etc. And to top it off, we have 292 beds. 292 beds. It's a little... It, well, it's a hidden secret. Mm. People still don't realise, I what? guess, the infrastructure and what is available. No, it's, it really is a hidden secret, and, you know, and obviously we've tried, you know, well, many times to convince, you know, the, the population of the Gold Coast, um, you know, it was built on a dump, you know, and yeah, so right. people have long memories. But, uh, <laughs> you know, as time goes on, you know, um, you know word is out, the, the growth that we've had prior to COVID was, was quite amazing, you know, and obviously COVID stepped in and uh, put a halt to that. But um, we, we do find people even within a five or six K radius are still saying, oh, my God, I didn't know anything about you. You know, and, uh, but we're working hard at that. You I know, can we, imagine. You know, we work hard domestically. We work hard nationally and, and internationally. But you attract a huge amount of sporting teams, training teams. What does that normally look like if we sort of go back to 2018? What, what does that look like? Well, 2018 was an interesting year, as you know, as the accommodation manager for Goldock. Yes. Um, you know, obviously, um, with the preparation for the Commonwealth Games, we were a training facility. Uh, we were an accommodation facility for all the drivers, but I won't tell those stories. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the preparation that went into that by my staff, you know, yes. uh, that, you know, that basically had to work around the clock, you know, to make sure that we scheduled all the countries, you know, that were in from nine in the morning till 10 at night. Uh, we worked very, very well with Goldock. Um, you know, it, it was, you know, I won't say it was a streamless situation. You know, obviously coaches and countries and uh, change times, you know, change training programs, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But, you know, uh, apart from that, you know, we have groups domestically. We do a lot of work with Southeast Asia. We do a lot of work, well, we did a lot of work with European countries in particular with um, triathlon, swimming, right. You know, the, the Gold Coast is quite an amazing place and the, and the calibre of coach or ex-coach or consultant on the Gold Coast is, is massive. You know, for example, the you know, five-time Olympic coach and just inducted into the International Hall of Fame, a, a great friend of mine called Bill Sweetenham yeah, right. lives around the corner. Yep. So, um, so yeah. uh, he looks after Argentina, you know, all those teams that come in and now use our facilities, which is fantastic. That's amazing. So with almost 40 years in the sporting industry, uh, what do you believe the future holds for sport in our country? Look, I, I think COVID has been very interesting to me because uh, there have been a lot of people lost their jobs, you know, and, uh, and a lot of sports have spent a lot of money in years gone by paying a lot of people too much money. So I think mm. I think it's going to be steady as she goes, you yeah. know. And I, I yeah. think I think I get concerned about um, the short-term growth of sport, but um, but we are very lucky here on the coast that we have one of the best climates. We've done very well through COVID, 
you know, the safest place to be in the world at the moment as an athlete, yes. right, is Queensland yeah. and in particular the Gold Coast, yeah. you know. And so we're working very hard to make sure that, you know, that uh, we can bring people back. There's going to be a lot of people a little bit scared to come back on the short term. But, um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, um, um, it's going to be, to me, the regrowth you know, all the replanning, all the rebuilding is probably going to take four or five years. And we're talking with our centre, it's probably going to take two or three years if the borders remain open yeah, sure. to get back to where we were. Brendan, you talked about, I guess, the money in sport and I guess that structure. And I know we've talked about previously, um, you know, athletes surround themselves. And back in the day, you were talking about, you know, you may have had your coach and you may have had your physio. You know, that environment has obviously changed. And now, you know, athletes have their dietitians and they've probably got you know 10 or so people around them so is that where you see that change happening you know in terms of those athletes not necessarily being able to have all of those support networks around them like maybe they've had in the past in the short term yes because for financial reasons and you've only got to look at afl you know a a lot of the biggest sports who have cut 40 50 percent of their staff and obviously, a lot of those staff are support staff. Mm. And yes, you know, um, back in 100 years ago when I was coaching at the Olympics, um, you know, you, you really did do things on a shoestring. And, and thankfully, that's changed. But I think the growth has been too quick. And COVID is really going to get everybody back to the drawing board about, you know, what are the credentials that we need to develop athletes and what's more important than, than, than others. And I think that will take some time. Yeah, okay. And so as the CEO for the Australian Paralympic Committee, you know, I guess I want to get your thoughts because the IOC recently reported that Tokyo Olympics will go ahead regardless of COVID. So Tokyo has obviously now been delayed until July 2021. I understand that they will be allowing athletes, coaches um, to enter the country. Um, Can you share some of your insights into what the impact would look like for both the committees but also the athletes themselves in terms of that preparation, delayed you know, talking about going still to Tokyo, um, you know, for the Olympics. One of the things as a, as a coach and as, as an athlete and as an administrator is is perfect preparation, you know, and, uh, and what's happened in the last few years is that's really been cut in half. And so people have to start to peak for a certain time and that was going to be 2020. Yeah. And now they've oh, got to restart yeah, again. And, yeah. and mentally and physically for athletes, in particular young athletes, you know, you talk about Olympic, Paralympic process that they're every four years, but that may take an athlete 16 years to get there. To get yeah. ready for. You know, so, mm-hmm. so the seasoned campaigners, the people going to their second, third, fourth Olympics and Paralympics, you know, will be able to prepare to stop you know, to focus and to refocus. Yeah. The difficult thing is for all the babies coming through mm-hmm. that that will be really, really difficult and that's where they need as much support as they can get. So, you know, it, it's very hard to plan at the moment because we don't know what's no, going to happen tomorrow. Exactly. You know, well, we have a lot of groups that, um, you know, say that they want to come in and, you know, we, we do a lot of work, for instance, with the Australian Paralympic athletic team, you know, athletics team who based in Canberra but would love to be based full-time on the Gold okay. Coast. They spend a lot of time with us and so th- their preparation's been stopped, halted, and that's difficult, you know, for anybody. And, and when some of the athletes are still working, not all of them, some of them are still working. Yeah, Some sure. of their wives, husbands, partners, girlfriends have lost jobs. So to build 
towards a massive international event with all that behind you, you know, takes courage. Absolutely. And I think courage is a word that these people have to deal with at the moment, you know, because, you know, fingers crossed they will be in Tokyo. And Yeah, absolutely. And any thoughts on or have you heard any more on the, the Brisbane bid? Oh, look, I think that's exciting. You know, obviously John Coates was here, you know, earlier this week and, and he's you know, a massive international power broker. And so, yep. you know, all, all the signs firstly are there for yes. Tokyo. Yep. But, but I think, you know, uh, you know um, 2032, I think there's a seven-year hiatus. I think it's 2026 yeah. where the decision's got to be made. Um, you know, I think Australia, Queensland in particular, you know, if, if the decision is not... a huge card right yeah. now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If the decision's not political, we should be way up there. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, we have done everything right and the world has looked at us. You know, I, I talk a lot with a lot of sports people overseas and they look at us in envy and say, yeah. what are you guys doing? How? Yeah. yeah. How do we How get there? How are you there? still doing that? Yeah, what's <laughs> happening? And so I think, you know, that orders well. You yes. know, the, the Commonwealth Games, you know, um, was, you know, a, a major event, but nowhere near the what the Olympics, Olympics and the Paralympics is going to be. Absolutely. So, uh, so fingers crossed. And, Absolutely. And, and I Can hope hear it in your voice. You're like, come on. Oh, yeah. Look, it's, it's oh, so it, exciting. It is. <laughs> it, it, it's fantastic. You know, you look at yeah. kids at the moment. You know, you look at kids at the moment. You know, 2032, you know, we're in just heading 20. That's 12 years, 12 years away. Yeah. So, you know, you've got seven and eight-year-old kids out there that could be Olympians. Yeah. yeah. In their wow. own country. In their own country. Which is pretty exciting. Yeah. That's so exciting. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Levart. Levart aims to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. So a bit of a, I guess, a change of tune. So Sports Tourism Media reported the sports tourism market would lose $61 billion in revenue this year. So the world of sport events, just like tourism, hasn't been able to escape the effects of the pandemic. Can you share some insights on how the Performance Centre has um, been impacted um, last year? Why do you bring up tough questions like that? <laughs> because, look, it's, you know, as, as I said, March the 24th, um, we were flying. You know, we were flying. Preparations were for, you know, um, Olympics, Paralympics, um, mass, massive numbers of community members, and then COVID hit. So, you know, and, and obviously we had to close down. You know, ours was an emergency centre for emergency staff that was oh, used. Oh, okay. You know, we had a lot of staff that I didn't see for, for three months. So, yeah. so we've, our little centre's lost about $13 million. You know, That's um, not a small we, number. You know, when, when you're closed totally and then you can't get, you know, people in beds, you know, pe people can't come into the gym, you know, we Nothing and, and we have this massive facility that we had to keep clean. Yeah, you know, oh, and maintain. And, um, and like maintain. you can't just not you, clean the pool or you, maintain you, that. Yeah, you can't lock up and go. No. So, you know, How long were you closed for? We were closed for just over three months, you know, and then COVID restrictions released a little. And so we were able to open our gym, obviously with restricted numbers, our gym and our pools and our exercise classes. But, but one of the interesting things to me for COVID is that... Um, you know, the Gold Coast is a, a population of um, mixtures, elderly people. You know, um, the average age of our centre is just over 50. So all the people that used to travel 
on ships and planes, yeah. God knows yeah. what, three times a year, are now coming into the gym twice a day. So, you know, our place, the gym in particular, is just bursting at the seams, which but is great, great to see. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. But that's only 32% of our business. Yes. You know, the rest we are, we are waiting, you know, for the new year. We are waiting for groups to start coming in. You know, from around the country. Yeah. You know, and um, and just fingers crossed but that that's going to happen. A market segment that you probably weren't expecting <laughs> for well, them coming in, as in yeah. the yeah. more locals. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what does twenty twenty one look like for sport tourism generally on the Gold Coast? You know, and I think the last time we talked, we there was some you know crazy events that were coming to the Gold Coast. You know, the the, the frisbee, the national frisbee competition, and there's some <laughs> really cool. Uh, events um, from a sporting perspective what does that calendar look like and I mean we've had some previous guests talk about 2021 calendar you know starting to look exciting things have been all you know moved back not necessarily everything cancelled but transition to 2021 what does that look like from a sports calendar perspective at the moment Uh, look I think there is optimism that it's going to be quite exciting you know um, the early days you know there was an announcement at the centre two or three days ago about Queensland, you know, um, touch footy, schools yep. touch footy, which Queensland has now won f- uh, as uh, the national focus for the next three years. Great. You know, which will bring in 6,000 kids and 5,000 parents. Amazing. You know, um, you know, we are working. There's a couple of um, um, bids that we're working on at the moment, which I can't, I wish I could talk about today, <laughs> that, that, I, that, that I can't talk about today, that, um, you know, if we get them, you know, I, I think the regrowth will start but it is going to take a long time and I think as soon as uh, the IOC make an official announcement on Tokyo I think you know um, we're I'm in discussion at the moment with the Australian Olympic Committee you know with groups you know want to come in in here in preparation because we are very similar climate to Tokyo an hour time difference and the Gold Coast is is the place to be so we're we're very optimistic Uh, we've found you know, with our accommodation team, you know, with Ran Hockey and his team, that um, uh, the phones have been running hot in the last two weeks. That's great. And so we're, we're very optimistic that, um, you know, that uh, the next 18 months, and in particular if the Games goes ahead, you know, uh, you know will be very promising. Yeah, fantastic. So the City of Gold Coast has the Sport Attraction Program to support the development of sports-related business. So firstly, can you share with us how that program works and then for us, properties, how the properties can stay informed about potential opportunities? Wow, that's a tough one. I'm sworn to secrecy, but I I, I will... (laughs) Top level then. I I will (laughs) say that there is a program, number one. Number two, the City of Gold Coast uh, and their economic development team in particular with sport, and obviously they do a lot with film and the arts, but we're more engaged with sport. And, yes. You know, there's a couple of guys, Stephen Joyce, you know, and um, in particular that we're dealing, and Corey Bell, that they work really hard to encourage sport to the Gold Coast. Yes. We are part of that process along with a whole heap of other providers. Yes. And so the council will work with all those providers to encourage sports uh, to either come and train at the Gold Coast or to move to the Gold Coast. You know, I think the, the city of Gold Coast have been very successful with um, um, bringing in a couple of Oceania bodies. Basketball is one in particular yeah, right. that is based now on the coast. And I think they've done a hell of a job you know, during these tough times to encourage these groups to come here. It's not saying that um, they will all come to the Gold Coast Performance Centre. They won't. 
Yeah. You know, but they it's will, as a whole. It, as a whole, yeah. we yeah, want them right. to get to the Gold Coast, yeah. and, and for me, that's really important to encourage people to come to the coast. And uh, and they work very hard. We you know we met with them last week about a, a couple of uh, promising events coming up, but they will do that with you know everybody in the of Gold course. Coast. So it's encouraging, and you know, and and I spent a lot of time talking to national sporting organisations and saying, hey, listen, you know, this is the place to be. Go and talk to the city of Gold Coast, all right, and then you know let's have a look at what we can do jointly. So the so, so the marriage is a really good marriage, and that's yeah. great. And it, I guess it's really important for you know tourism operators out there, um, particularly in that accommodation space, to know that when this sport attraction happens, that like you said before, it doesn't just bring about three hundred people. You know, you're talking about coaches, and then you've got their families and. You know, it's understanding that ripple effect which it has on that tourism sector. So it's it's so critical um, to the region. But what's most important is getting involved. So operators need to be, you know, willing to work with the council and actually understanding what's coming in and what opportunities may be presented. Um, and you have to put the work in, Gabby. You know, like there's a lot of things and there are a few things and I think we spoke about, you know, we are working very hard to be a training facility for the 2023 Women's FIFA World Football Cup. Yeah. You know, and right. so that would be a huge coup for, for the Gold Coast, you know, and, uh, and, and, and I think, you know, um, a lot of the things we are working on at the moment and have worked on are just not things that happen overnight. They're of course. Six months, nine months, 12 months and... You know, the, the, the Frisbee Championships, you know, obviously the Commonwealth Games. You know, we, we ran a very successful World Parachuting Championships in 2018, which was just a, a massive event for, yeah. for us and for the Gold Coast. That's fantastic. World Parachuting. My gosh. There's something for everything, isn't it? That's amazing. And I love because you always just hear the standard sporting things and you start to talk about these interesting well, events. Well, that's why I love speaking to Brendan because he always yeah. tells me about these amazing events that are coming out. I'm like, I've never heard of that yes. before. That's exciting. And they only had one parachutist who didn't land in the right spot. Really? He landed in someone's front yard about three <laughs> streets away. <laughs> Really? And nobody died. So, so, Even better, tick, yeah, tick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so, you know, I think that, you know, we are, you know, it's interesting, you know, some people might not know that um, the Gold Coast is the home for the Australian women's basketball team training venue. Yeah. You know, and that's a, a sport near to my heart. And so, you know, there are a lot of hidden secrets that happen on the Gold Coast that we've got to get out and yeah. sell to, to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, So, because you said that at the start, so it's a secret. So then a big thing for you would be is to get this out more so people do know more? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, because, you know, every 10 people you speak to, it means 100 people will find something out about it. You know, yeah. and, um, and, and we're, you know, very lucky, you know, at the moment we're with, um, you know, my great staff who work very, very hard to get that word out both, you know, domestically, nationally and internationally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, is there anything final you want to tell anyone listening to this podcast about it? <laughs> about? Getting the secret out. <laughs> no, no I, I, I just think one of the positive things that COVID has done it's made a lot of people more active. Yeah. And you hope that that activity stays after COVID. Yeah. You know, um, uh, you hope that activity is transferred from walking on the broad water to hopping on a bike to doing an exercise class to doing yoga, you know, because, you know, one of our main objectives is to keep people, you know, happy and healthy. 
you know, we, we do find that when people come in, there's a lot of feedback to us that it's changed their lives. Yeah. So we're talking about the yeah. everyday person and then what we can do to be part of making a difference in an athlete's life, and this is what Commonwealth Games and, you know, and Olympics and national events does to us, that we can actually say that, well, there's Gabby Daniels and she's just competed in, you know, the 100 metres and she trains here. I wish, yeah. I'd, I, I wish yeah. I'd trained there and I wish I was an <laughs> Olympic swimmer. <laughs> no, There's hope yet. There's yeah. hope yet. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today, Brendan. Always great to hear your insights. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks, Katie. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to learn more about us and the guests, check out our website, letstalktourism.today, which you can find simply in the show notes.